The cure for anything is salt water, sweat, tears, or the sea. Isaac Dennison. This is Sincerely Yours, and I'm your host, Cece Denno. Welcome back. Another episode of Sincerely Yours, a podcast making sense of making it through life. And uh, if this is your first episode or if you have listened along the way, I'm so thrilled that you are listening. We had a quotable at the beginning of the episode and it was, the cure for anything is salt water, sweat, tears, or the sea. Isaac Dennison. And that was given from my friend and roommate from college, Krista. So I'm very happy that she sent in a quotable. If you would like to send in a quotable, you can send them many, many ways. And the first one is by email. The email address is sincerelyyours at writeme.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at CC Knows It All, even Twitter at Sincerely CCD, and get those quotables in. I do have a couple, but I am always, always looking for more quotables. Now, I've shared lots of fun things for the podcast, uh, many items from personal journeys to having friends on the podcast. Um, reading excerpts from books, uh, recommending books, um, just a variety of different things. Uh, but today I want to go into something a little different. So I want to talk to you and have you be a part of this. So what I can do, I want to introduce you to four of my new friends. But you must be thinking, Cece, we already know a ton of your friends. I know my friend in Seger who's in France. We know Tyler who uh, wrote a book. My friend Lori's gotten married. Yes, but these friends are a little different. So we have Eileen, Maria, Veronica, and Roxanne. And it's funny about these four friends is that they represent... Very different expectations. Basically, how they respond to expectations, how they manage expectations. And the idea was first introduced to me by Gretchen Rubin. I love her work. I think it's so fascinating. I've read one of her books, uh, The Happiness Project. And... What really came out of that original book, The Happiness Project, was she did a ton of stuff and people kept asking her the same question over and over again, like, how did you manage to get all this done? Like, why would you do all this stuff? And she was like, but it's great. Like, you just, it's fun stuff to do. But she kept hearing the same thing over and over again is that people have varying ideas of how to handle expectations. So she's really coined this idea uh, that there are four different expectations. So if we just want to go through and first meet my friend Eileen. Mm -hmm. 
expectations, but struggles to meet inner expectations. So she can go to work totally fine, you know, get everything done that she needs to get done. But what she can't do is address something that she wants to happen as an inner expectation because there's no outer stimulus or um, motivation behind the expectation. So there's Eileen. She does really well with outer expectations but can't meet inner expectations. Now let's meet Maria. Maria, much like Eileen, can meet outer expectations but can also meet inner expectations. So go to work, fine. Uh, But at the same time, can uphold, let's say, a New Year's resolution. She's very good at being able to treat an inner expectation much like an outer expectation. Very well. Maria can handle inner expectations just as well as outer expectations. Now, let's meet my friend, Veronica. Now, Veronica asks a lot of questions, so when she is going through this question process, if she validates whatever is in mind, she will internalize it and become an inner expectation, does really well with inner expectations. So if by analysis um, comes through the conclusion that it is a beneficial expectation, then she does really well and meets it. So outer expectations after questioning and answering and finally determining if it's a benefit will become an internal expectation. So that's Veronica, but let's go ahead and meet my last new friend, Roxanne. So Roxanne is very different. She doesn't meet outer expectations and doesn't meet inner expectations. What Roxanne really relies on is a sense of identity. So if she establishes that she is the type of person that will work out five times a week, she will be working out five times a week. It doesn't really rely on the fact that it's an outer expectation, inner expectation. She's going to do it the way that she wants to do it and the way it's going to get done. So there we go. We have these four distinct, different expectation types. Eileen can handle outer expectations, but struggles to meet inner expectations. She is what is considered an obliger. And she can do anything if it's the outer expectation. A lot of times obligers will rely on other people, so they always put other people first. Maria, on the other hand, what she is really good at is that she can meet 
outer expectations as well as inner expectations. So uh, what she is considered is an upholder. So an upholder has the same expectations regardless if it's outer or inner and can meet them very, very well. Uh, What is next is uh, Veronica and going through the question process. She is what we consider a questioner. So if the information is beneficial, if she's gone through the analysis, she will internalize it and have it become an inner expectation, which she will then meet. And I guarantee you as a questioner, she will be sending a lot of articles. And then finally, we have Roxanne, who doesn't handle outer expectations and doesn't handle inner expectations. And she is what is considered a rebel because she relies on that sense of identity of who she is. That's how she manages to get things done. So rebels are a very small percentage of people, um, but it is still fun to think that they kind of don't really fit in the box and will just do as they want to do, but can still be very accomplished because they take on that sense of identity. So what's really fun about all this information is that everyone falls into a category um, following their expectations. So yours truly, myself, I am an upholder. So what I can do is I can go to work and handle all the deadlines on time and uh, come home and podcast at night and get this podcast out to you guys. And so I've had lots of friends find and explore what expectation type they are. Um, So uh, Gretchen Rubin has a quiz that you can take online Um, I'll link to it in the show notes. And so if you want to find out if you're an obliger, a questioner, a polder, or a rebel, um, I've had lots of friends take it. And it's funny because I know more questioners than um, than any other type. But apparently that is something that an upholder uh, seeks out is to surround themselves with questioners. Um, at times I do feel like I'm a little go- like going a little crazy having all these questioners around me, but it's, it's been a lot of fun to recognize the traits and, and how people uh, like really, really do handle things. It's like, okay, I understand why someone can't work out by themselves because they are an obliger and they need that external, um, expectation there because if it's for themselves they can't do it on their own and so it it puts a little more understanding and so um so far uh I have friends questioners obligers I'm the only upholder that I know and still looking to find a rebel so if you take the quiz um definitely send your type to me I would like to have uh, check out that information. So the email, like I mentioned, it is sincerely yours at writeme.com. You can find me all over on Facebook and 
Instagram at CC Knows It All and now on Twitter at Sincerely CCD. But uh, I look forward to next time. Just a quick PS. Thank you to all the amazing artists that I found with fun lady names, specifically Dexie's Midnight Runners, Blondie, Elvis Costello, and The Police.